0: This is the Coach's Wife Life podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We'll uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. Coach's Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. I am so thrilled to have Angela Hilton today. Angela is the wife of Clay Hilton, head football coach for the Southern Cal Trojans. Thank you so much for being a part of us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Now, what a career your husband has had. Walk me through
1: those stops that's landed you at USC. Well, I'm thankful to say that it's a short story, which not every coach's wife can say, and I am extremely thankful for that. Um, his first job was at Duke University. He was a GA for one year and then was hired as a full-time coach his second season there. From there, we went to University of Houston for a few years. From there, we went to University of Memphis for 10 years, and now we are in our 10th season at USC.
0: Wow. Now you said you were with him at Duke. So how did you
1: meet Clay Helton? Well, we actually met. Oh, I can't believe it. We met in high school. We were just really? 15 years old and um, we didn't actually date in high school. We were best friends right after high school, uh, started dating and, and it went from there. Now, you went to Auburn, right? Y'all, he was at Auburn during this time as well? I did. And because we were only friends in high school, not boyfriend, girlfriend, when we initially graduated, I was headed actually to Texas A&M. I am from you know the Houston area, and he was headed to Auburn on a football scholarship. And that summer between high school and college is when we decided we were in deep, dark love with each other. <laughs> and so I was already set to go to A&M, and he was set to go to Auburn, so I ended up transferring. So I ended up um, a year later going to Along with him. Wow. So total time, if you
0: don't mind me asking, how many years have you been married? This February will be 25. Wow.
1: You have big plans for a good trip, anniversary trip? Well, we did a pre-anniversary trip in July. We went to Italy for the first time and wow. spent um, some time there. And it was amazing and wonderful and everything I'd hoped it would be. we would never been to Europe actually ever or anywhere traveled like that. So it was very, very special.
0: Very special. That's neat. So you mentioned you grew up in Texas. If you think back now, just rewind time, did you think about being a coach's wife one day? Did this come as a surprise or when did
1: you think this would come to fruition? Yeah, so yeah, when I was in high school and I knew Clay, his dad was a coach. His dad was a coach for the Houston Oilers at the time. But as a 15, 16, 17 year old girl, that didn't mean a whole lot to me, you know, and um, I knew Clay wanted to play football in college. So I knew that part. But um, yeah, at that time, I would have never in a million years, I don't even think I thought of the coach's wife or what that entailed, you know, at the time. So um, no, I would have never guessed it, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Now you have children, right? Yes, we have three children.
0: Three children, and they were born right around the time you were at University of Memphis because I was a student there um, for Coach Shearer and Coach West in the offices there. I remember you as a young mom, and I'll be honest, I looked you up, and how do you look just the same or even better? Uh-huh. Like, this is so not fair.
1: <laughs> you are way, way too nice. Thank you no, so much. It's not.
0: amazing.
1: Uh, it's because I live a stress-free life, right? Oh, yeah. Like, all right. Life. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, yes, we had, um, our kids were little when we used to move to Memphis. Our oldest was almost three. Our daughter was like 11 months old. And then we had our youngest while we were there in Memphis.
0: You're in high school now, early college, is that high right? High school and college. And the
1: crazy thing is, you know, just telling you that like they were so little when we used, we moved to Memphis and then one was actually born there. So moving out to California 10 years ago was Almost technically older too, and definitely for my youngest, their only move as a coach's kid. Wow. That and now they're in college weird. and high school. I just, I know I'm always blown away. I'm like, you guys have no clue what other coaches <laughs> <we'll> go through. <laughs> but that was a pretty big so, jump anyway.
0: between Memphis and then the West Coast. Definitely it is. a it change is. for them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So can I ask you groupy questions? Are you okay? Because on my podcast, we have a lot of different uh, levels of football, but it's not every day you get the head coach's wife at USC. So <laughs> what is life like in your position?
1: I mean, just like any coach's wife, you know, your husband's not home a lot. And so you're at home doing a lot for your family and kind of having to, you know, make a life for yourself in some sense outside of your husband, because he isn't home as far as like specifically head coach's wife at USC. I don't know. I mean, obviously we're in a, you know, it's in Los Angeles, California. There are definitely some opportunities that have come my way that would not have come my way if I did not live in Los Angeles and we were not connected to USC, you know, movie premieres, things like that, that are really, really cool, you know, and fun and um, different things like that. Yeah, I guess that typical week I'm I'm like any coach's wife we're you know doing what we do yeah definitely do you get to travel to each game each week or do you pick some to go to luckily I do I get to travel to any of the games um which I've been able to do and then my youngest is now a sophomore and plays football so this year has been most of the games touch and go depending on his game schedule um but yeah, and then our coaches' wives um, get to travel to two games as well. So um, that's really fun.
0: You think about game day, and sometimes I think about, you know, some colleges are in college towns, whether it's really small, but you it's more unique there where it's huge. You're in L.A. So uh, what's game day like for you? Do you have to plan quite the trip to get there? Do you live close by? What's it? What's that
1: day look like for you? Well, it's funny you asked that. I just had some friends from college in town from Auburn and they observed me over game day. They're like, you do this every game? <laughs> I'm like, yes, but I love it. Um, no, we don't live close. I mean, nothing's really close in LA. We're, we're a good 45 minutes um, to the Coliseum, but luckily we, it is the most amazing thing I've ever, ever seen. Uh, we have a tailgate that is prepared for us. It is catered. Everything is taken care of. I literally only have to show up with my guest, which is pretty amazing. I've never been anywhere that did that for their um, coaches' families. That's really nice, and I very much appreciate it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, outside of that, it's it's a matter of, yeah, getting your guests into your tailgate. Once I get all my guests kind of situated, I go down, and we, when our team walks through, the players' families and coaches' families are invited to go down on the field and do team prayer before the game with um, my husband. So I go down, and... It's so great because, you know, I love our players. I love our parents. It's a nice time pregame to get to hug some necks and say hi to everybody and then do team prayer together as a family. And then I head back up and and tailgate and, and the game starts. It
0: goes pretty quick. It really does. And and then you're exhausted by the time it's over. Yeah. For then sure. You have a whole
1: game. You're like, Oh, well, we got through all that part. Now we have a game.
0: I know. And a lot of your games are played at night, right? A lot of, it feels like most of your Most evening.
1: of the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For that. the majority. Yeah. So you really don't. So see that's a coach. lot of waiting
1: around. It I is. I like to just
0: get up and let's go. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. You don't yeah. really have that
0: luxury. Definitely. Um, so you think about, you know, no coaching profession is just the road is not perfect. It's not easy. It's bumpy roads at times. Do you think that there's been, if you look back now and think about maybe some adversity that you two have faced, does anything come to mind? And if so, what did you rely on to get through those moments?
1: As far as like coaching adversities, I mean, obviously every coach's family can relate with being fired and that's nothing easy for anybody to go through we have been fired twice, and that's just not fun, you know, um, so we've gone through that, but we've always, you know, we're, we're a Christian family, and we really, really um, rely on our faith, and so that's exactly how we get to those moments, and, you know, last season was rough for us here as far as, you know, some of the the chirping, which I really don't listen to. I just don't have time for that. And then there's a little bit happening. It's, it's interesting that you and I are doing this phone call tonight because it's after the loss to Oregon this weekend. So there's a little bit going on with that too. And I just, um, I don't listen to it. I know God has a plan and I know my husband works really hard and we just, you know, just keep moving. Mm, you just tune it out and you don't look at it on your yeah. social
0: media. When no, it pops that, up, you just, just move on. You don't click on it. I mean, that, yeah. ask Kathy miles, this question, Mary Beth smart, when stuff pops up, like how do they, how do they get around it? You know? And they right. just, I mean, same type of answer, which is you got to keep scrolling. You got to keep, maybe get off of it for a bit, maybe get off social right. media.
1: Yeah. yeah. I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And then the only people on my social media are my actual friends <laughs> that I think really care about me. And um, so I feel like I'm safe there as well. Mm-hmm,
0: definitely. I mean, I guess you have to turn the TV off too. I mean, it, it's hard because you have
1: to protect your heart right. in a way, you know, Right, and you have to protect your kids, you know, and mine are old enough that they know um, not to listen, mm-hmm. which is also great. Yeah. Cause it's not just you. You've got your kids to worry about. That's true. I think
0: coaches' kids get to have a unique perspective in life that others of us don't even face. I mean, if we didn't grow up as coaches' kids, that we learn to have a laser-sharp focus in life and to cut the noise out. I think it probably helps kids do better, in my opinion.
1: I agree 100%. Yeah, totally now I read
0: something recently about you I'd love to hear details if you're willing to share them the last year or two you've become very outspoken about breast cancer awareness and and things like that why did that strike home for you
1: I'm telling you what God has a plan and puts you where you're supposed to be um, so my story is we moved here you know 10 years ago and I'm talking you know as a, all coaches wives can relate to this you've moved to a new place you don't know anyone you're unpacking boxes of course your husband's not home and trying to get kids settled into new schools and all those things and I found a lump in my breast and this is you know right after we moved here so of course I didn't have a doctor much less you know anything else so long story short it was stage zero they call it breast cancer so the the cells you know were just um, forming and so they went in and did a um a lumpectomy And I was headed to radiation, and they said, we need to get a baseline mammogram on you before we we do the radiation. Well, they found more cells. Wow. I had to do a second lumpectomy. So then they, again, mammogram before radiation, they found more cells, and they were in different locations. So it was, anyway, so at that point in time, they said, you know, you don't have to keep on this path of Mm -hmm. lumpectomy, lumpectomy, lumpectomy. Um, You could have a mastectomy and be be done and, and just not have to worry you know about this anymore and my mom had breast cancer not that long before that so I already had that in my you know family history and I thought certainly talked to anyone that I thought could offer advice before I made my decision but yeah I decided to go ahead and I had a double mastectomy so that was kind of our first year here was Mm. you know surgery 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 but we were here in LA there was great surgeons, you know great plastic surgery for after the you know it was like I was like, okay, well, I landed here right in time for all this, which was, you know, kind of comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I just felt like with my situation, mine was I found the lump and I did something right away and I didn't wait. And I think that was like a total game changer for me. You know, mm-hmm. if I would have waited and waited and waited, mine wouldn't have been as simple as lump optimus, but, you know, I just think that um, early detection cannot be said enough. And so I just hope that um, I can get that message out to other women. Without question. When you think about
0: when you heard it for the first time that those words cancer or that you had to do something pretty aggressive about it. I mean, what goes through your head? How's that changed you since then?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I feel blessed because my experience is so much easier that I went through than so many other people I almost felt guilty like okay I only had to have you know four surgeries I didn't have to have chemo and some of the other things that so many people experience but I'm yeah I um I'm thankful for my health and and just uh and just wanting more than anything just for everyone all women just be aware that that early detection is just so important
0: Another thing that you seem to be passionate about is giving back to others through the Clay and Angela Helton Foundation. Tell me a little bit about that organization. How did that
1: start? Well, it started when Clay was hired as the head coach. We both realized we have this amazing platform that we can go out and really do something for people that um, are in need of. And we didn't know what that looked like at the time. His drive home from the office at that time, um, there were a lot of homeless people on the side of the road where he actually would have to get on the freeway to come home. And so he'd pass them every night and it was very heartbreaking to see. So he came home and said that and I said, okay, let's tackle the homeless population, see what that looks like. So we learned more about different categories of homeless people and found that um, there's different categories. In the minute, we learned about homeless youth, which is kids ages 12 to 25, that was it. We were like, Mm -hmm. that's exactly where we want to focus all of our energies. And so we got in touch with, um, it's actually the USC School of Social Work. They really helped us out, just pointing us in the right direction, introducing us to people. And so we have found two homeless youth agencies in the LA area where we go and bring donations. Um, We serve meals. We host, one of the places has a parenting program, and we host their annual Christmas party, and it's great because our players go with us, our coaches' wives go with us, people in our neighborhood go with us, our children, their friends. It's just something that has been great to share with other people, and other people have become passionate about helping as well, and it's just been really great to be a part of
0: Wow, that's incredible. What do you think you're most proud of when you talk about those things that you do? Is it taking the players? Is it involving others in serving?
1: I'm, yes, proud of our players when they're there, how comfortable they are. Looking at, you know, another 19-year-old man, young boy, young man, whatever, coming through a line and watch one of our players, you know, serve a meal onto their plate and strike up a conversation like they would with someone on their, you know, one of their teammates. I love, it kind of brings us together too. Like when you take a group, you go there together, you serve the meal, you work in the donation closet, whatever it is you're going to do that day. And everyone, you know, kind of bonds over that appreciation for one that we have so much and we're so blessed and two that we actually are in a position to go and give back together. Um, So it's just really, so many things, you know, we look at the kids that come through there and I have kids the same exact age as those kids that are homeless and our players are those exact age and it's just, um, it's just amazing, you know, mm. and it makes you feel very blessed and happy you can do a little something for someone. It is. I love your heart. Now, this might be the
0: toughest question I ask because you're actually going to have to brag on yourself
1: a little bit.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, I know it's hard.
1: No,
0: <laughs> everyone hates this question, but I feel yeah. like that we uh, learn a lot on the podcast right here. I mean, all of us come—we're different levels of football. We've been at doing this for different years, but we want to learn something from each other. Whether a coach's wife is older or younger, I think we can all take something from each one of our experiences. So you've been a backbone of a highly successful coach. Do you think there's some things that you've tried to do that has had a contribution to his success and his career and your lives as a family?
1: <laughs> so if he was here, this is what he would tell you. <laughs> he, he says all the time, his, like I said, he was a GA at Duke when he uh-huh. first got married. And I loved every second of recruiting and all the things that went into that, and I was at every recruiting event and just talking to the mamas and the you know the parents and and whatever and he will tell you, Fred Goldsmith hired me because of you <laughs> 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 which isn't true at all but but I do I love the relationships I love um you know going on a recruiting breakfast with a family. And whether they come or not, making that connection and getting to meet someone. But anyway, so that's that. But as far as the backbone of what I do, I think if I were to answer that question honestly, it would be that I really try hard to not have him worry about things at home when he can't be here because he cannot be here. I mean, all coaches' wives know, your husband. I, I try to really, really, really do a good job of taking care of things on this end so he can take care of what he needs to at the office with his team. Hmm. That's good. But that's
0: heavy though. That's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> for sure. What do you think is the toughest part of it though? What's the toughest part about being a coach's wife?
1: Ooh, I don't know. I love being a coach's wife. That's really hard to answer. Can I tell you the best part? Yes, <laughs> sure. Part? I think the best part of being a coach's wife are the coach's wives you meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, like, You know, when we moved here 10 years ago, I knew that I didn't know anybody in LLA, but I was going to have coaches' wives that I was going to meet and they were going to be my people, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, like this year, we have some new people on our staff that I had never met, you know? And I couldn't wait for us all to get together and everyone meet because I think that's a comfort as a coach's wife that you have each other and you support each other and you're going through it together. Um, whether it's now on the same team or later on different teams, it's still, we all can understand and relate. And I just love the love and support that I think coaches, wives provide each other. It is,
0: it is amazing. I mean, I have that here at Kansas when I moved here to Lawrence, you know, you don't know anybody and these wives become your people. Like you said, your people, yeah. it's like, Hey, I got to take someone to the doctor. I literally, don't know who to hire for a babysitter. I hate to ask you this. Like you've got two or three kids of your
1: own, but can you watch mine? That's right. And of course they're going to say yes. I mean, that's just, I just love that. I think it's a beautiful thing. So yeah. You came in
0: as a position coach, and then he became promoted as interim head coach twice, named head coach permanently. Three seasons ago, Rose Bowl defeating Penn State, finishing the year at number three in the country, 2017, 11-win season. Last year was a little tougher. You know, one minute the world loves you. You're all over it. (laughs) The next minute, you know, it's just, it's up and down. How do you handle all this and keep yourself grounded? And what would you say to maybe to a younger
1: Uh, coach's wife going through this for the first time? Right. I just know that my husband works really hard. And so he's working hard no matter how the season's going, right? So Mm -hmm. he's working hard and I know that there's literally nothing I can do. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I can't control any outcome of any game ever. (laughs) So I can pray, I can, and then let it go. and then that's really all I can do. But I find comfort in that, that Mm -hmm. it's out of my hands and that's okay.
0: What do you think is beneficial to talking to your kids about all of this? I mean, you have raised your children in a fishbowl. It's, it's a lot like, almost like politics or it's like, you know, uh, people who are actors. And I mean, you're, everyone knows who our kids are, you know, I think that's one thing that they didn't really choose this. So, I mean, what do you think has been key for you and doing that
1: aspect of it? I just think that like for me, and maybe it kind of trickles down to your children. Like I don't think of myself as the head coach at USC's wife. I'm Angela (laughs) or I'm Turner's mom to some people, you know? And so I carry myself that way. I'm just Angela or Aubrey's mom or Reed's mom or whatever my title is. And I think that um, no matter where we are, that's kind of how my kids are too. Like they really don't, Care that their dad is the head coach at USC. I mean, that's not, you know, it is important in their life, but it's not who they are. And I think they've just done a great job of not worrying about it. Mm. when you're funny because my oldest is at USC. (laughs) Really? So, I mean, he is probably the most that would be like affected maybe by it because he's on campus, he's a student, and his dad is the head coach, but he's also my child that's very, um, he does himself really well. He has his totally own life going on. He's amazing. And it, it just doesn't affect him really at all, which is great. That's
0: awesome. I mean, coaches' kids are tough. I mean, well, yeah. uh, Coach Hilton grew up as a coach's kid. so He did. <laughs> hey, maybe that helps him even today. You talked about supporting wives on the staff, being that support system. Are there some things you enjoy doing for your fellow coaches' wives now that you're a head coach's
1: wife? I fully believe in socializing as often as we can. So we do a lot of um social get togethers as wives. Matter of fact, our um, upcoming is we're gonna go do aerial yoga, like the ribbon yoga. (laughs) Oh, fun. But yeah, I um I really like to plan a lot of ways for us to get together. And I always tell all the ladies, I'm happy to plan does not mean you need to feel obligated to attend but there's some wives that really really want to stay busy with other coaches wives for whatever reason if they're maybe they don't have kids and it's kind of like a nice social way or if they have young ones or whatever it is I really love um just us getting together and having fun have doing dinner together or whatever that is yeah I'm I'm a planner for sure
0: (laughs) you sound like a lot of fun for sure Okay. So what about big games? Do you have any traditions after wins?
1: Yes. After a win, we always, always, always come home, pull out all kinds of food and snacks and watch the game again. Do you really? <laughs> oh, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, it's even like if it's, you know, whatever time in the morning it's an away game, we come home, we pull out food and snacks and turn it on and watch it until whatever hours into the night
0: oh my goodness, you are truly the best coach's wife ever. I've never, how many interviews have I done? Like 45 or something. No one's ever There's said
1: the other people that do that. Well, it's funny because after we beat Washington away a couple of years ago, they were ranked, you know, top five. I can't remember what the rank, it was a high ranking, big win. Fly home, it's an away game. My daughter was with us at the time and we get home and she's—and we're like we're starting to get snacks out of the referred to her, she goes, y'all really aren't, it was like, I don't know, two, three in the morning, y'all really aren't going to watch the game, we're like, yeah, we are, aren't you, she goes, no, I'm going to bed, I love you, good night, she goes downstairs, comes back up in her pajamas, plops on the couch, right next to us, and sat with us and watch the whole thing, that yeah. is epic,
0: I mean, yeah, you're amazing, exactly. you are amazing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to sleep, doesn't this count as film watching this, <laughs>
1: Oh, that's
0: funny. so this kind of leads me to my next question which is what are some things you and coach do to stay connected during the season but you know I kind of already know like <laughs> there is a commitment to break down the uh, film after the game
1: together that's right yeah well and we do like Thursday nights you know are the big night I think for most coaches wise that's the one night your husband's home at a decent hour or for mine actually home at all and and we do family dinner um and really just try to like, he likes to come home and be a civilian for a night, I guess you could say. Be a civilian, you know? I love it. Have, have dinner as a family, talk about what the kids did, watch a TV show. Um, if there's, and, and see West Coast, normally we'd watch a football game, but West Coast, all the games are over by the time he gets home. So, oh yeah. We just watch a TV show.
0: You love reaching out to the players as well. Are there some traditions you guys do with them? Try to reach out to them to let them know that they mean so much to your family.
1: Right. Well, when a player's, like, say, a recruiting visit, a player's family comes and I meet them, I always offer for the moms to reach out to me. Like, if you want my cell phone number and you want to text me and check in or whatever, I am always available, 100%, because I'm a mom. I have kids the same age as you. I get it. You know, I have kids in college, too. So I like to keep in touch with the mamas. Matter of fact, I still text quite a few of our players' mamas that um, the players are off you know way gone from from here by now um with the players you know I do love you know when we go and serve meals or do things like that I, it's like a, a really great time to sit and like have a conversation like at practice you say hi and hug their necks and whatever but they're they're not really hanging out with you mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for those times and so we really get to hang out and I really get to know who they are and what they're about and um and then the coaches wives matter of fact tomorrow morning everyone's headed over here in the morning We're we make goodie bags for our players and oh. uh, fill them up with um, all the good candies that I found out that they like. And so they get a goodie bag from the coach's wives, just as a little, you know, I mean, they're just kids still. And so, um, so yeah, I guess that would be kind of a wrap up of that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. So what task
0: do you think you've done that people might not realize to be the responsibility
1: of a coach's wife? Well, <laughs> the task first comes to mind would be this past weekend for instance was a home game so I literally almost had like a spreadsheet of who's getting tickets which mm-hmm. where those tickets are going with which people who's getting a wristband or a tailgate who's getting a post-game field pass who's going to get a um, parking pass like all of those things wow get to be like you know I have to make sure that I'm on it cause I never want to mess it up and tell someone something that isn't true, but yeah. So it's a lot of coordinating of, it's like a little ticket master yeah. going on here.
0: <laughs> How many requests do you get on a weekly basis?
1: Oh, quite a bit. I mean, and it's, it's mostly friends and family and you know, and all that, which is great. I mean, but yeah, it's just a lot of, um, I just want to make sure I'm, all we got, I'm organized and I have everything everyone needs. Correct.
0: <laughs> you are very organized. I mean, if you're pulling up Excel, keeping it straight. (laughs) That's a whole nother level. Do you get any downtime? Do you work right now? If not, what do you enjoy doing for
1: fun? I enjoy, I I go walking with friends. I work out with my daughter. I mean, those things are actually fun to me. Anything social is fun to me, honestly. One of our New Coach's Wife played tennis in college. So now I play tennis with Coach's Wife on Mondays. I've never played tennis in my life. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> um, anything social, I guess, would be um, fun to me. Yeah. That's kind of, I just like to be with people. Yeah.
0: What ways do you think a Coach's Wife adds value to her husband's
1: career? The recruiting thing comes to mind. I know Clay really, really appreciates on recruiting weekends if I come and get to talk to the moms and I think they, the moms appreciate, you know, mama to mama kind of thing um, that I can provide them, especially like at this point, I have a son, a student at USC as well. I think he appreciates the fact that I do take every care of everything on this end to where he can really just focus on his job. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That's the hard part though. I mean, you say that really
0: fast, but it's, it's the electric bill. It's the, And the mowing and the food All right I mean it's everyone's doctor's appointment. I mean it's a lot All right it's and a lot and you you've, you've yeah. done that pretty much his whole career.
1: yes. um when he was a G8 Duke I was working and then he got hired full-time and I did work then but then we got pregnant and then I just and we moved and then so that was that was it.
0: I've been uh-huh. a full-time
1: mom hmm
0: And that's really hard, too. I mean, I've been a full-time working mom, part-time working mom, and a stay-at-home mom. And you know what I've determined? There's no easy way to be a mom.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yes, you're exactly right. There you go.
1: <laughs> There's no easy
0: way to do it, but it's very rewarding. So what do you think's some of the most rewarding aspects about being a coach's wife, you think? Um, definitely
1: meeting other coaches' wives. I really, like I said, I just, I love the it's almost like we're this big sorority of sisters, you know, and I just, so I appreciate the coaches' wives that I've met along the way, the experiences we've had, you know, like trips that we get to go on or people that we've met. I, I know those things wouldn't happen if I wasn't a coach's wife, you know, um, like I said, there's been, you know, specifically USC things, movie premieres, things like that.
0: Okay. So what do you think is your all time favorite coach's wife memory? What's the game when you talk about it and you look back and you go, wow if we could
1: relive that day I guess if I had to pick a game the Rose Bowl was amazing I mean it was amazing experience from start to finish just all of it Um, that was by far my favorite I guess football game memory yeah and I have to say too um, when Clay got hired here that was actually pretty cool too because we were driving home and all he told we were. I'm sorry, we were driving home after the UCLA game, and he just said that he had an interview the next day. Didn't really, he didn't say it was a job interview, just interview with you know he had some people to talk to, and then um, that was a Sunday. So he comes home Sunday night. We have dinner with the kids, normal Sunday night. We watch TV, whatever we do. We get in bed and kind of stayed up a little late. Oh, we watched the UCLA game again that night. <laughs> we were up kind of late on Sunday night, and we go to bed, and now it's 11:45, almost midnight. And he says, all right, it's almost midnight. I can finally tell you. I was, I promised the men in the room. I wouldn't tell anyone till tomorrow. So now it's tomorrow. We've just got hired as the head coach at USC. He's like, all right, good night. I love you. Oh (laughs) my (laughs) goodness. So he did hold his secret. He kept his promise. I didn't know till the next day technically. And so he got up the next day and had to go to a press conference and I couldn't tell the kids because no one knew. And it just, you know, that was kind of a fun, like, topic. Wow. Big, moment also. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a memory. And did you sit
0: yeah. there and have to go find an outfit really quick? Like, okay, what am I wearing to the press conference? Yeah. What do
1: we do now? Right. Luckily, you just hope there's something in your closet that you're feeling good about that day. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Wow.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah exciting. Yeah. Rapid fire questions. You ready?
1: Okay. Here we go.
0: What's the last book you've
1: read? The Bible. All right. Love it. I'm not a big book reader, but I do read my Bible. So there you go.
0: (laughs) I love you. This is good. Okay. Coach surprises you walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket?
1: Tim McGraw. Oh
0: yeah. That's a good one. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. Maybe it's in her closet. Maybe it's the garage refrigerator. What's the ugliest thing you own?
1: Um, there's probably quite a few around here that I could name off the top of my head. Cause I was just out in my garage. I would say I refrigerator in our garage it's we've had it since early Memphis days (laughs) so you're talking almost 20 years that one probably needs to probably
0: we need need another (laughs) brand it's still running that's pretty good I
1: know I should check on that for you and let you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) tweet that out tweet that out for us okay Uh, if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member
1: current or from history who would that be there's probably a long list of people who would that be Elvis Presley yeah big fan Very good. By the way, when we lived in Memphis, I was the first one to say, do you want me to take you to Graceland? I'll be happy to take you to Graceland. (laughs) I love all this.
0: You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch?
1: First of all, I get a lot of nights alone, but um, (laughs) it's definitely, I mean, this may be embarrassing, but I'm a housewife girl, Orange County, Beverly Hills. Love it. Yeah, that would be it. Housewives.
0: (laughs) I'm cracking up. That's awesome. Okay. Favorite fast food restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. If your husband, oh wait, what's your favorite sauce at Chick-fil-A? This is always interesting.
1: Oh, Chick-fil-A sauce. No doubt.
0: And that's kind of new. Like last five years, it's had to grow on me to be honest. Love Chick-fil-A, but the sauce is, you know.
1: I like the sauce. You like it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite is the peppermint milkshakes from there at Christmas time.
1: Oh, oh, and that frozen lemonade thing. Oh my God. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. If your husband weren't a coach, what would he be? He would definitely be a teacher or a preacher, no doubt.
0: <laughs> okay. What sport can you beat Coach Helton in? Dance. Are you <laughs> I really was a dancer good... in
1: high school, and I 100% considered a sport. <laughs> he's actually a pretty good dancer, I should say. He's really good. We dance a lot in our kitchen at home quite often. Um, he's pretty good, but I think I could beat him. Okay. Is this like hip-hop dancing, or is this
0: ballroom dancing? I All need to know. kinds.
1: Yeah, we, we, um, we, we do a lot of two-stepping and a lot of, um, hip, I, I don't know if you would call it hip-hop. I don't know what we do, if there's a definition for it when we're at home <laughs> in the kitchen. Um, but yes, uh, we, we, we like to dance. Matter of fact, we don't have a breakfast room table in the center of our kitchen because that is actually our dance floor. <laughs>
0: I love it!
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you ever come by, <laughs> feel free to dance in our kitchen.
0: <laughs> mm, you're the greatest. Okay, do you have any pets?
1: We do. We have two dogs. Um, and actually one of them, um, we got in Memphis, she's 12. So she's, she's moved from Memphis to California. Wow. She made the trek. Okay. If you had a
0: superpower, what would that be?
1: Oh goodness. Superpower. What would that be? Um, I always say like a fly on the wall would be super fun, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. when my kids are at school or something, not that I want to be creepy and like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, but it would be fun to see them in their little world when I'm not around and see you know, I just think that would be fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's exactly what I would pick to be invisible. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. For a minute. Just check yeah. them all out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just
0: for a little bit, not in a creepy way. Just- <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Angela. This has been amazing and so much fun. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you so much. This was, this was really fun. I'm going to go listen to all your podcasts and we hang out because I'm excited to hear what all the other ladies have said. Coach's
0: Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Life podcast and for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.